Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, your host, and I am so honored to have you guys join. Man, I don't know about, I don't know what you guys are experiencing during this time, but and the energy has been it's been all over the place and especially for me i've been confronting some really painful memories very stuff i thought i had dealt with or healed has resurfaced and i think on a deeper level of understanding for me i will be having guests coming back on the episode but i think this time right now is just for me to share my heart and my my soul's journey with all of you and my desire is that you find some camaraderie or some perspective that can help you heal your fragmentation, your wounds, your pain along your journey so that you can shine more brightly as the light that you truly are. What are the things that's come up for me First of all, I went to this incredible conscious, um, consciousness workshop on Friday of this past week, and it was so beautiful. And I realized, I learned, and I was in this place of meditation that I still have a lot of fear around pain. Now, some of you are new to my story. Some of you have been with me since the beginning. Um, but I was hurt quite a bit growing up. I was hurt physically and emotionally and grew up in a house where no one knew the truth of what was going on. And sadly to this day, people, um, you know, I've become the black sheep of a family that when I started telling the truth, um, I had people turn on me and, and uh, very hurtful, very hurtful. Like I, just like deep, deep soul wounds. But one of the things that came up was I am still afraid of pain. And I had a great fear that I would be killed growing up by um, those closest to me. And that continued, that still apparently has been with me. Although when I gave my TED talk, breaking the cycle of child abuse last year, I felt like the energy shift and I finally was safe. Now, whether that was a real threat or a perceived threat, or the internal wiring of a child memory still living with me as an adult or all of the above. I can't specifically say, but what I can say is it still left its effects on me. And I share all this to say that the healing journey is ongoing. And unless we heal and unless we're vulnerable, 
and drop our walls to get centered back into our hearts, to come from that place of love and non-duality, come from the place of love and compassion and non-judgment. Unless we stop and really look at those most painful memories and painful moments and most painful words that were spoken to us, over us, the actions. There's so many people that truly could be amazing, shining, bright lights in this world, but instead they cover up the, sh the pain that has led to shame and they've created veneers, facades, egos, that, and stories that not only don't serve them, they don't serve the greater good of humanity. And one of the things that's come up lately is there are people speaking out against child abuse, not just child abuse, but molestation, sexual abuse, rapings, beatings. There are terrible, terrible things that happen to children. Terrible. And they're usually done by people that you see every single day that smile, that are charming, that are funny. And it's hard for our conscious minds to perceive the truth and navigate through the fog of narcissist created confusion. But in the subconscious level, this truth resides as a current in our society. And I believe why people, more people don't speak up is because there are so many more people who have been abused sexually, physically, verbally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, than have even admitted to themselves. And because so many have not been willing or able yet to admit to themselves what truly happened to them because they're afraid of what that means about them, that they keep living in this conscious yet detached or severed from their subconscious, their, their, their true existence. And they create veneers, walls, egos, masks, armor. They have the, the tight jaw. They, they have the grinded out facade. They're either in the gym working out, ignoring their emotional body or, they're stuffing it in with food. And that, that's been one of my great struggles is food. Binge eating over the past 15 years. I was anorexic before my attempt at suicide. I weigh, <laughs> I weigh a lot right now. I've gained a lot of weight during this quarantine, which has not been something that I've <sighs> just not something I'm happy about and I'm, I'm working on. But I got down to 172 pounds. I'm 6'3", and I got down to 172 pounds at the age of 19 before attempting suicide. And I graduated high school at 220. So you can imagine that much weight. I looked like a skeleton. Um, but food has always been an emotional connection to my emotional health. So that came up also at this conscious workshop on Friday where hunger, I associate hunger with pain and I'm, because I'm scared of pain, even though I have a high pain tolerance and a high pain threshold and I, I do have this fire and grit that can grind through anything because it's been dis instilled in me, 
I also have this great fear. It's this duality of being, being able to deal with pain, but also being so afraid of pain at the same time. And I'm talking immense pain. So I realized for me that I associate being hungry with pain. And, you know, there's so many stories that I could share why I've identified um, I'll tell, I'll tell one story that has radically affected me. Um, when I was 11 years old, my mom came to me and said, we needed a, we need to pray for food. We didn't have any food. And I didn't really understand all the dynamics I do now, but I didn't then understand all the dynamics, but I just knew I was really afraid. I was already afraid in the house. And then I was incredibly afraid that we wouldn't have any more food. So my mom grabbed me and we got on our knees and we prayed for food. And, and it scared me because I already thought I was going to, be hurt or be killed. And we prayed for food. And I am not kidding you. The next day to this day, I haven't talked to my mom about it in years, but I remember last time I talked to her, she still did not know who dropped off two bags of groceries in brown paper bags full of produce and food for us. It just showed up at our doorstep the next day. I've seen massive miracles in my life, brothers and sisters. There is a benevolent most high God who is love and compassion and kindness and goodness and truth and beauty and the highest vibration, the highest frequency, the origin of all that is. And yet when we leave that space and come into this earthly realm, this earthly dimension, and we deal with dualities, we deal with the fear of death, and we deal with life, we deal with pain, we deal with health, we deal with social structures, and we deal with isolation, we deal with rejection, we deal with affirmation, we deal with these dualities. To learn that neither, neither are the origin of the highest frequency, the highest good, the highest love, the highest compassion, the highest beauty. But this workshop on Friday, getting back to my story, I, it, it came up that I'm still afraid I'm going to be killed. I've yet to tell my full story because I'm afraid I'm going to be killed. And that's not hyperbole. And yet I choose to live and I choose to love and I choose to share what I go through for you listening, whoever you are, be it one other person to let you know that there is freedom on the other side of vulnerability, of dropping your walls to stop protecting yourself from getting hurt again, to just receive again the love that is available for you, the healing that is available for you. And yet, it's an ongoing journey. 
I've had so much judgment <laughs> of people in masks. I'm gonna, here's a confession time. I've had so much judgment of people in masks because I'm like, why are you afraid to die? Live, you know, I've had all this intense bravado, like wake up, live. It's a pandemic that, you know, stop being controlled because all this, whether you don't have to agree with me, this is not about agreement. I'm just telling you what comes up for me and whatever's coming up for you is coming up for you, for you to re to, for it to reveal what's in you. It's not has anything to do with me, but for me, it feels abusive. It feels controlling again. It feels, I feel trapped. I had this, I had two recurring nightmares my whole life. Um, both stopped, interestingly enough, the night I attempted suicide. But one nightmare is I am with my brother and mom and we are running as fast as we can from people chasing us. We're running, I'm running, and I'm like leading them, trying to protect them. And I'm a little boy and all there are is rows stacked high and rows of these cages with bars in front of them. And they're getting closer as chasing and we're running, we're running, we're running. And I get into this cage with them and I hide. I'm trying to be quiet and they come right to the cage and they see us and I would wake up every night. Boom, boom, boom. Just like so much angst. Like they're going to get me. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. And I had this other very similar recurring dream and it was terrible. And I was so scared. I was scared in my dreams. I was scared in my, my awaking moments. But I also realized Friday night that I associate hunger with that same fear that if I feel hunger, I got to eat. I got to emotionally like not feel that fear. I got to, <laughs> I got to prep and all the stuff that I've had to overcome and deal with and face my life. And when I look at people so afraid of a virus, I, I have had so much judgment. I want to say, I'm sorry to those who are in fear. I have compassion for you because guess what? I've been in fear and we all express our fear in different ways. You express your fear with a mask. I express my fear and judgment of those that are wearing masks. I mean, we're all just in this human experience. And this podcast, this podcast episode, I just want you to know that I've hear, you know, I hear people say that fear is false evidence appearing real. But then there's also that true evidence that was real. And then there's a spectrum in between. And whatever you're going through right now, first of all, know that you are not alone. That is incredibly important. You have me as a resource, first of all. So you're not alone. Second of all, the only way out of our fear, this is something I got reminded of again, as it's always learning. I'm always going deeper. I'm always doing more inner work. There's always more to go to. The only way out of the fear is to go through it. So I have to go back into those moments. I have to remember, I have to look at the father wounds I have and the mother wounds I have and these deep-seated, ingrained 
neurological and, and emotionally transmitted, the neural pathways in my brain, all the synapses firing when I get triggered and it causes the cortisol to shoot through my body and all these things, all the reactions of fear. It's to go back and to face it, to look at it, and then to go through it. And it's not to judge. I really don't want to judge. That's one of the things I realized that fear leads to judgment. But love leads to forgiveness and compassion. And I've had people say to me, well, have you forgiven? I have forgiven. I do not hold account for if I held account, I would, I would be going after those that hurt me. But I, I hold no account. And my desire is that you hold no account, that you do forgive, that you do break the karmic cycle, that you're here to heal, and that the law of sowing and reaping is once and for all eradicated so that what you sow is forgiveness and love and compassion, forgiveness and love and compassion, forgiveness and love and compassion, so that you reap forgiveness, love, and compassion. And so, here we are. Here we are, brothers and sisters. Winding down August of 2020. The year is flying by, and it will continue to fly by, and there will be more unexpected twists and turns of 2020, but may none of us leave 2020 without truly facing the fear, dropping our judgment of each other, and realizing we are one race, one species, one beautiful human family. Can you imagine if lions judged lions all the time and fought lions as opposed to banding together to feed the pride, feed the, I mean, it would be insane. If you imagine bears fighting bears all the time, as opposed to feeding their cubs. And yet there's this underlying some conscious pain and fear and trauma in human beings because we are of higher consciousness that benefits us but also can be a detriment to walking in the fullness of who we are when we don't have the awareness to go and face the pain to heal the pain to drop our walls to release the pain and Brothers and sisters, light workers, soul family, star seeds, it's okay to cry. Salt is a preservative and a healing agent. And it is no accident that our body produces salt when we cry because it is the physical, chemical, and emotional manifestation of our healing. my old dog's coughing. It's the physical, emotional, and chemical manifestation of our healing. So spend time with that salt. Spend time healing and preserving the beauty that you are, the love that you are, the light that you are, the compassion that you are. Take no thought of tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worry of its own. 
has enough issues of its own. It's going to present its own day. Just reclaim your sovereignty in the present moment. Come back to your heart. <sighs> Breathe and come back to your heart. As I have reminded myself to come back to my heart, not my mind, but my heart. For in our heart and from our heart, we will be able again to connect to our higher self, to the now moment, and connect to other people's higher selves in the now moment. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Sometimes I feel like I'm all over the place on it, but I really honor you guys for listening. And I know this, this is a little bit more of a somber podcast, but it's, it's me. It's here I am. It's Monday. And this is how I'm rolling. And um, I want you to know that I love all of you. And that healed people give other people permission to heal. But hurt people will continue to hurt people. So if you're hurting, do the work, the inner work and heal. Do the inner work and heal. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. I bless you all. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.